This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No. Good boy. Keep your hat on, pet. Why? We're playing dinner at the North Pole, remember? So we need to wear our big warm coats inside. When it comes to food or heat, many families will face impossible choices this Christmas. Please support the St. Vincent de Paul Annual Appeal. Donate locally or at svp.ie. Thank you. Did you hear that? Wine and champagne is 20% off. And that? Medium selection boxes like Skittles and Cadbury mix and match any three for five euro. 20 and 24 can boxes of Coke, Diet Coke and Coke Zero are just 12 euro. Have you got any 10 off 50s? And that's the sound of better value. Every week leading up to Christmas, there's new savings to be had. Dunn stores. Make Christmas for everyone. Terms and conditions apply. Vouching abuse to next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. Voucher excludes alcohol. Please drink sensibly. Monsters is a podcast about the worst human beings on the planet. The episodes of this podcast deal with murder, dismemberment, torture, rape, child abuse, and mental illness. Please turn back while you still can. Listener discretion advised. On January 9th, 2017, Ming Ming Chen got angry at her five-year-old daughter, Ashley Zhao, when she found out that the girl had peed and pooped in her diaper. The mother was frustrated that the girl was not yet potty trained and her reactions had become increasingly violent. This time, Chen's anger became out of control and she slammed the daughter's head onto the floor multiple times. Once her husband, Liang Zhao, discovered that Ashley was no longer breathing, they took her body to their restaurant and hid it. Then, they called the police and pretended that she was missing. This is Monsters. Come back and find out that he's deceased. Tapping me on the head, telling me I'm cheating, telling me I'm... Let me see your phone. Just kill her. And she died. I think Diego Campione is totally in the wrong, and I hope he burns in hell for all his sins. Hell's not a very fun place. I only have two hands. I'm that four hand girl. I'm two hands. And her nose just get escalated and escalated. In the first season of Monsters, we bring you stories of filicide, the act of a parent killing their own child. There are five motive categories that filicide can fall under. Altruistic, acutely psychotic, fatal maltreatment, unwanted child, or spousal revenge. Altruistic filicide is when a parent kills a child because they believe that it's in the best interest of the child. The parent generally thinks that they would be better off dead to save them from a physical condition or something from their environment. 
this can sometimes be to save them from what they perceive to be inadequate parenting on their own part. Acutely psychotic filicide is when a parent kills a child for no rational reason. They may be suffering from a psychotic episode where they believe that the child is a threat that needs to be destroyed, or that there is some outside force telling them to kill the child. Just up and killing your own child with no reason at all is also placed in this category. Unwanted child filicide is when a parent kills a child because they're no longer wanted. They may believe that the child is a burden on them or their lifestyle. There are cases where a parent killed their child because it affected their love life. Killing a child to benefit from insurance is also put in this category. Fatal maltreatment filicide is when a parent kills a child due to other abuse. The goal was not to kill the child, but a beating caused their death, or they starved to death due to long-term neglect. Munchausen syndrome by proxy, the act of intentionally making your child appear sick in order to gain attention, will fall into this category if the child dies. Spousal revenge filicide is when one parent kills a child as a method of revenge against the other parent. In our first episode, Timothy Jones Jr. most likely killed his kids so his ex-wife wouldn't get custody of them. This filicide would have fallen into the spousal revenge category. When Liang Zhao called 911 and reported his five-year-old daughter, Ashley Zhao, missing, the police took his claim very seriously. They mounted a large-scale search for the girl and scoured the area for her. She had gone missing from a restaurant that her parents, Liang Zhao and Ming Ming Chen, owned and operated. They claimed that they had all seen Ashley sleeping around four or five o'clock, and even their own daughter, six-year-old Jojo Zhao, had been there and had seen Ashley napping. The 911 call was made around 8 or 9 o'clock, when the girl would have been missing for 4 or 5 hours. There was no evidence that the girl had been taken by anyone, so they initially believed that she had managed to get out the back door. Unfortunately, the restaurant did not have any security cameras. They worked through the night to search all of the other businesses in the strip mall that the restaurant, Ang's Asian Cuisine, was located in. Authorities searched the fields and wooded areas behind the business, but found nothing. Area locals arrived at the scene and offered to help search for the girl, but were told that the surrounding areas had already been searched. Crime scene investigators put paper up over the windows of the restaurant a few hours into the search. They searched every square inch of the restaurant in case the girl had climbed into something and got stuck. Ashley's body was discovered at about 5 p.m. the day after she was reported missing. It was clear that the girl had not just gone missing. Here's the 911 call made by Liang Zhao. Jackson Township Police. Hi, yes, uh, I need some help. Okay, where are you at? Uh, 4924 Portage Street. 4924 Portage? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I, I can't find my daughter. Hey, how old is she? Uh, five. She just turned five. Sugar, stop it. Okay, and you're at Ang's? Ang's, yeah. Right. When's the last time you seen her? Uh, this afternoon, probably. Around what time? Uh, three, maybe four. Five. So you haven't five? seen her in five hours? You saw her in five? What was she wearing? Oh, okay. What? What was she wearing? Uh, she's wearing a purple winter coat. Uh, I, I don't know what those things are called, but they're not jeans. They're like, um... Like leggings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What color were they? Uh, grayish. Okay, and you haven't seen her in five hours? About, yeah. I I mean, 
she was there sleeping. I, I mean, you know. Where was she sleeping at? In the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. She she was sleeping there, and I picked up my older daughter from school. We all saw her sleeping there. So, and, you know, we went to work, and, you know, we let her sleep. We, and we got busy, and then uh, uh, after it got busy, you know, we started cleaning up. And, and then, you know, we opened the door, to, and she's not here. Hold on one second, okay? Okay, so what's your name? Liang, Liang Zhao. Okay, do you have any videos or anything in there where you can see a video, see if she was laying there? No, 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 no. We don't have any security camera in there. It's just uh, in the restaurant. We've been here for six years. We never had security cameras here. Okay. But we, we saw her, like all of us, like my wife, myself, and my older daughter. When we came back, when I picked up my uh, uh, older daughter from school, we saw her there sleeping. Okay, and so was there any suspicious people that came in at all? Do you think she could have no, walked no, no, out and ran out somewhere? I I have no idea. I mean, she was sleeping in the back. It's kind of hard to say when she was. None of your employees had seen her. There's only two of us, just myself and my wife. There's nobody else in the restaurant. There's only so three when, people in the restaurant. When you guys yeah. left, who was there with you? Like, who was there with your daughter when you guys left to go get your other kids from school? My wife. I I go pick her up myself. My wife is here in the restaurant, but when we came back, she's here. Like, my wife is here. The restaurant's open. The restaurant's always open. Um, I usually open up. Uh, I, I pick my – I drop my daughter off. I'm sorry. I drop my daughter off at school in the morning, and then we come here to open well, up. Well, right now, though, like, when you left, you said you, your wife, and your daughter left to go pick up your daughter from school? No, I didn't say that. I said my wife is here all the time. Okay, and your wife I, hasn't seen her either since around 4 or 5 o'clock? Okay, okay. Um, I think you – okay, when we pick, when, I'm sorry, when I'm in with myself, okay, when I went to pick up my daughter, when we came back, my myself and my daughter, not my wife, my wife was here the whole time. When okay, we came back. So your wife hasn't seen her since around the 4 or 5 o'clock either? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, you mean, when we're out here, I mean, uh, she says she's not sure before we got busy. Uh, usually we get these around 4 or 5 o'clock. That's the best time we can, you know, like, that's right. What's your um? What's your, what's your daughter's name? Ashley. Ashley. Okay. All right. My officer's outside. If you want to go and meet my at the door, okay? He's he's here right now. Yeah, he's already outside. In the front or the back? He should be in the front. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye. A few things stand out during this 911 call. First, to most people, his calm demeanor is very noticeable. Now, I'm a firm believer in the fact that everybody handles stress differently, but once you know what happened prior to this call, it becomes much more alarming. He is very adamant about how everyone had seen Ashley at the restaurant. This is a detail from his plan which he describes during his interview with investigators. Once Ashley's body is found, Zhao and Chen are both brought to the police station for questioning. Chen immediately denies killing her daughter, but the investigator can tell that she's lying. Again, everybody handles grief differently, but Chen shows no emotion as she's talking about the death of her daughter, which she supposedly just found out about. The investigator questions her behavior enough that she finally admits the truth. Ming Ming, your daughter is dead. What happened? How did she die? She just killed her, and then she died. Did you hit her? Yes. Okay. How did, you, how did you hit her? 
How? Yeah. Yeah. And to do that. Okay. I told my husband to take care of it. Okay. So you you're telling me that you told your husband. I told my husband to take care of it. I need to take care of everything from the restaurant. I only have two hands. I'm not four hands, girl. I'm two hands. I don't want to do that to Ashley, but you can control yourself sometimes. She finally claims that she, quote, just killed her and she died, end quote. She says that she has taken care of everything for the restaurant and she only has two hands. Her confession has an attitude about it, like she's inconvenienced by the investigation. At one point, the investigator asks her how she hit Ashley, and she responds, quote, How? Don't you use your hands for that? End quote. When she says she only has two hands, she says, quote, I'm not four hands, girl. I'm two hands. End quote. With quite a bit of attitude. She says, quote, I didn't want to do that to Ashley, but you can't control yourself sometimes. End quote. Her confession is almost like she's saying, Yeah, I killed her. I had a lot going on, and I don't have time for her shit. Like, it was an understandable action. Zhao only shows slightly more concern, but still an amount that's low enough to be concerning for someone who's talking about their dead child. The audio for this interview is pretty bad. I tried to clean it up as best as I could. Yesterday morning, uh, we got up. We prepped JoJo for school. I took JoJo to school. I came back. When I came back, uh, my wife was very angry at Ashley because she peed on her diaper and she pooped on her diaper. I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, but she's five years old and she's not behind train like ever. And uh, I'll explain that a little later. Uh, but so that got my wife angry and, you know, said a few things like, you know, you're you're just old, you know, five years old, you still don't know how to go potty and pooping. And, uh, well, she had, my wife was in the room and she was outside in the living room. But after she pooped and potty in a diaper, you know, my wife knows that she had issues with potty training, so she was going to fine, but then she took off her diaper uh, again. So that got my wife angry. And, uh, so, you know, when you're five years old, you know, you still don't have to move the potty. And my wife got angry and uh, hit her head on the carpet, you know, two times. And initially she was breathing. She was still breathing then. And did, you, did you watch? Did you see your wife do it? Yeah. He says that the previous morning, January 9th, they had gotten up and gotten their older daughter, Jojo, ready and that he had taken her to school. When he arrived back home, Ming Ming was very angry at Ashley because she had peed and pooped in her diaper. He says something I can't make out, and then says, I'll explain that later, which I don't think he ever does. Then he explains that Ming Ming started berating the girl, saying things like, quote, You're five years old and you still don't know how to go potty and poo-poo, end quote. It sounds like, at some point, Ashley took her diaper off, which angered Ming Ming enough to bash her head into the floor two times. Now let me take a minute to inject my opinion, which I don't think is going to be unpopular at all. It's a parent's job to potty train their child. A child who is two or three years old is not going to teach themselves how to use the toilet. If your child is five years old and doesn't know how to use the toilet, it's not their fault. Hopefully, this doesn't come as a shock to most of you, but it's the parent's fault. 
you haven't successfully potty trained them. I understand that Ashley lived with her grandparents until she was four years old, so they failed to potty train her. The bottom line is, it's never the child's fault that they don't know how to use the toilet. They aren't making a conscious decision to poop their pants just to spite you. So berating them over it, let alone bashing their head into the floor, is not the way to go about it. So, right then she wasn't breathing? Or? Uh, she was breathing. She was breathing. And, you know, uh, I was like, okay, so she's still breathing. She's okay. Uh, was there any blood or anything? No. There's just blood. Okay. Was she walking? I mean, no, she wasn't walking. She was breathing, but she was lying down. And I thought she was going to come out of it in a little bit, you know? So she stopped. But I didn't realize she stopped. I thought she was breathing normally now. Because she was uh, gasping, like, like it was, it was, I can't really remember or recall exactly what, but it was a lot heavier than normal. Um, so it sounded like a snore almost. <laughs> so at that point she stopped, I thought, okay, so she's breathing normally now, so there's no attention to it. At this point, he tells investigators that Ashley was laying on the floor, breathing, and there was no blood. He said her breathing was heavy and audible almost like a snore. Eventually, her heavy breathing went away, and he assumed that meant that she was breathing normally again, so he stopped paying attention to her. So, after a head injury, his daughter was unconscious, taking labored, snore-sounding breaths, and when those breaths stopped, he had no fear that she may have stopped breathing. The fact that the child was even laying on the floor and not taken to the ER is already insane. But then you stop hearing your injured five-year-old's breaths, and it triggers no worry in you whatsoever. I'm sorry, but some people are just not made to be parents. And then a little later, I went to, you know, hold her and just didn't feel right. And I checked her heart and stopped beating. So I started panicking, and I tried to do CPR on her, and you know, try to breathe, try to breathe in her mouth and give her chest compressions. I don't exactly know how long I did that for. I know I did it for a pretty darn long time, maybe 15 minutes to a half an hour or something like that. And that's when we realized she's gone. Like I tried and, you know, I told my wife so kind, you know, if I just realized it sooner, that, you know, when she stopped breathing that snore sound, she, her heart stopped bleeding. I mean, her start, uh, her heart stopped breathing at that. Uh, her heart stopped beating at that time. Maybe I could have stopped the pressure then. That would have saved her or something. I, I don't know. I know that I didn't start directly right after because I thought she was breathing normally. Then, when she was on the floor, you thought she was breathing. Yeah, but she wasn't doing that snoring sound anymore. I thought she was breathing normally. I thought she wasn't come out of it in like a, you know, a little bit. How long, how long did she lay on the floor after after head in the carpet? Yeah. Um, two, three minutes. Liang Zhao says he went to hold Ashley, and she just didn't feel right. So he checked her heart, and it wasn't beating. He claims to have attempted CPR for 15 to 30 minutes before coming to the realization that she was gone. He expresses guilt that he didn't check on his daughter sooner. If he had realized something was wrong sooner, he might have been able to save her. The investigator asks him how long Ashley was on the floor after her injury, and Zhao first says two to three minutes, 
but then he corrects himself. No, it was much longer than that. We actually uh, took her to the bathroom uh, because she was vomiting. We took her to the bathroom and vomited, and she vomited. So we vomited in the toilet, and then she got vomit all over. So we took her and rinsed her off in the bath, take her out. So she left the room pretty like that for about a good five minutes at least. Okay. At least. remembers that she had started vomiting, quote, this green stuff, end quote, and they took her to the bathroom. They rinsed her off in the tub and put clean clothes on her. He says that after she hit her head on the carpet, she was breathing for five to ten minutes. He says that they started panicking and didn't know what to do. Your five-year-old has a head injury, whether from violence against them or an accident. They are vomiting and breathing loudly. Then they stop breathing, and you don't know what to do? The investigator asks him about calling 911. Um, first thing that came to my mind was, I'm going to lose JoJo, and my family's going to fall apart. Who's JoJo? My older daughter. Your oldest daughter? Yeah. Did at any time did JoJo's in school? You or your wife tell each other to call 911? I told her to go pick up JoJo, and I was going to stay here and call 911. Why would you pick JoJo up? Huh? Why would you pick JoJo up? I was going to tell her to go pick JoJo up, and I was going to call 911. Why? It wasn't, school wasn't over at that no. time, right? It wasn't early, right? No. Well, this is 9.15 in the morning? Yeah. Okay. Does she not go full? No, no she goes full day. I was, I was going to tell my wife to go pick her up, so I was going to call 911 and tell her that, that you know, it was an accident. So my wife wouldn't be there. So what happened? Um, you know, we talked about it. And talked about what? She said that, you know, we're both afraid. We're both afraid of what's going to happen if we call. Okay. I, I wanted to set her away so that, you know, I'll be there. If someone gets in trouble, it'll be me, and she'll be okay. I kind of wish it didn't happen this way, not both of us are in really big trouble. But yeah, I wanted to send her away. 
and you know, call the police. But then, you know, she both of us were afraid of what was gonna happen if we did. We were afraid of gonna lose our daughter, we're gonna lose our family, uh, the restaurant, the house that we're getting, everything. Everything in our lives that you know, that we worked so hard for for past six years. This was gonna be gone. So that year, uh, he says that his first concern was that he was going to lose his older daughter, Jojo, and that his family was going to fall apart. At this point, the only reason they don't know what to do is because self-preservation has become part of the equation. Anyone would know that calling 911 is what should be done, but they need to figure out how to call 911 and not get punished for killing their daughter. When the investigator asks him if either him or his wife had suggested calling 911, Zhao explains that he told Ming Ming to go pick up Jojo and that he would stay there and call 911. They ask him why they would pick up Jojo from school, but he doesn't seem to understand what they're asking. Eventually, he says that he wanted to send Ming Ming away so when the police arrived, she wouldn't get in trouble. He would. He was afraid that they would lose Jojo, their house, their restaurant, and everything they had worked for. Okay, so what happened? I mean, she's lying there, she's not breathing. Uh-huh. What happened? We couldn't decide what to do, and, you know, after a while, we decided, uh, both of us, I don't know exactly who came up with what, but, you know, we should bring her to the restaurant so Jojo can see her. So Jojo, when you guys ask her, you know, like, that was maybe that wasn't a good idea, but that was thinking clearly at the time. So, you know, bring her to the restaurant so Jojo can see her so that when we call, Jojo can say, oh, she was here at the restaurant and she left the back door at the restaurant instead of, you know, at the house and she accidentally got killed. So, where were we gonna bring her? Where were we gonna put her at the restaurant so Jojo could see her? Uh, you know, at the room that she was normally in, uh, she sleeps in there. So um, Jojo would see that she's sleeping there and can verify it. And you know, she's sick. So and even if you ask her to take a polygraph, I don't know if you could ask a six-year-old to take a polygraph, but a six-year-old wouldn't lie like that. And so we, we didn't want Jojo to lie, so we want Jojo to see Ashley there. Okay. So you get you take Ashley to the restaurant. How, how do you get Ashley from the apartment to the restaurant? Put her in a car seat. Did you carry her out to the car? Yeah. Did she have her jacket on? Yes. Okay. What, what, what color is your car? Uh, it's a rental car. It's like black or dark gray. Okay. So you drove that? to the to the store was there um, a gentleman looking on the roof yes okay. you, your daughter did you carry her in yes okay yes they saw me okay yeah and there was two guys on the roof mm-hmm. uh working on a roof or something like that mm-hmm. and we brought her inside and we just laid her there and um we just continued our work the plan was for Joshua to come on to see her there to verify that she's there and then I would hide her up in uh, top of the walk-in freezer. And then when we called the police at night, Jojo could verify that she was there. When the investigator asks what they finally decided to do, Zhao tells him 
that they brought Ashley to the restaurant because she sleeps there all the time, and they laid her down so that Jojo would see her lying in her bed. That way, Jojo could be a witness that Ashley was there napping when she got home from school, and after Zhao hid the body and called 911 to report his daughter missing, Jojo could verify that she had been there. He basically describes taking his dead five-year-old daughter, putting her in her car seat, driving to the restaurant, carrying her into the restaurant, and laying her down to look like she was napping. Then, they went to work at the restaurant with their dead child laying in the back as if nothing was wrong. After Jojo returned home from school and witnessed Ashley lying in bed, Zhao hid Ashley's body on top of the walk-in freezer and called 911 to report her missing. How long did you leave Ashley laying in the bed? Uh, I got the restaurant at 10 to about 7, 6 or 7. Okay. 6 or 7, she was, she was lying there, I'm sure I saw her, you know. And she said she can't tell the difference between someone that's no longer breathing and someone sleeping. And then I moved her up, you know, to the walk-in freezer, uh, put her in that uh, plastic container, the salt, so that she wouldn't stink. What kind of container was it? That was plastic, uh, like um, uh, those bus, bus, uh, busting containers for, like, restaurants. The investigator asks how long he had left Ashley in the bed. He said she was there from 10 a.m. to 6 or 7 o'clock that evening. So for 8 or 9 hours, their daughter was lying dead in the back of the restaurant. He said that he eventually put her into the plastic container, like the bins they used to bust tables, with a lid on it so she didn't stink, and placed her on top of the walk-in freezer. That's, that's when we're going to call the police, and we were hoping that you know, the police would come here and look, and I said, oh, we didn't expect this. We didn't know the, the procedure exactly what's going on, you know. We didn't know that I was going to come down here, take a polygraph. Uh, I was going to be asked so much questions. There was going to be so many people involved. If we knew that there was going to be like 100 people searching for maybe even more, I don't even know. I, I am so sorry. At this point, Liang Zhao makes this ridiculous statement that he didn't realize the police would ask so many questions. He says he didn't realize that so many people would be involved. It seems as though his plan was to call the police and report Ashley missing, and he thought that just one or two officers would come out, write a report, and take a quick look around before leaving. Then they could dispose of the body and be the family whose daughter went missing and was never found. That's just not how it works when you report a five-year-old missing. I know people have had problems with the police not taking a missing person's report seriously, especially if it's an adult, and teenagers can initially be shrugged off as runaways. But when a child goes missing, especially one as young as Ashley, the police tend to treat that very seriously right away, and every minute counts when searching for a missing child. So the investigator asks what his plan was if Ashley's body hadn't been found. What, what were your plans to do after, after maybe we quit looking for her? What, what, what were you going to do? We don't really know. Uh, there was three things. If I burn, burn it, bury it, uh, or throw it in the ocean. Those are the only three things that we can think of. And we know that 
abundant reasons. You know, that now that the fact that there's so many reasons why I told Randy what I told Randy. But one of the reasons is Randy mentioned it and I know and you know, what I'm telling you I know is if if let's say that I went through with this and I didn't get caught, I'm gonna be looking over my shoulder for I don't know how long. You know? because there's a dead body there, you know, that I have to eventually get rid of. And if you put it in the ocean, the tides can wash it back. If you bury it, wild animals can get at it, someone can find it. If you burn it, there's a chance that someone's going to see you because it's going to be a big flame. You're not going to do it during the day, and you're going to be doing it during the night. So when you're burning a big flame at night, something see, we, we thought about all of this, and honestly, we weren't really too sure on what to do after that. This is the part that I want to point out that Zhao starts referring to his dead daughter as it. When the investigator asks what his plan was after the investigation was over, he explains that their three options were to burn it, bury it, or throw it in the ocean. Those were the three options that he and Ming-Ming had discussed, and it seems they had discussed them in detail. He talks about how throwing a body in the ocean could result in it washing ashore. He says that burying a body could result in an animal digging it up, and that someone could see you having a big fire to burn a body. All of this led them to still be unclear of what their plan would have been if they hadn't been caught. It's interesting to me that Zhao always refers to Ashley's injuries as she hit her head, instead of describing it accurately. Ming-Ming forcefully slammed her head into the floor twice. He is minimizing what his wife did in his own mind. My wife, she's not a bad person. She's not. She's not. I mean, you know, I married her. I wouldn't marry her if she was physically abusive in the beginning. Um, you can see my daughter, my Jojo, she's six years old. We took care of both of us for six years. Not one time did my wife like physically abuse her, you know, out of anger or anything like that. You know, we, we spanked her, you know. Right. Yeah. Correct her. Yeah, yeah. She did something wrong. Yeah, but nothing like, you know, oh, the bruises on her, you know, all over the place that you found on Ashley. My wife is a good person. I, I know it's very hard to believe, you know, seeing Ashley, but look at Jojo. Look at Jojo, you know, she's a good, good person. She's a good mother. She just has problems. Uh, she has problems with them, actually, because uh, we got her. When she was born, we didn't raise her. My mom raised her. Okay. For four years. And then uh, we got her back in the book, so she's fine. We raised how we saw my daughter for a year. You know, she's fine. So only one thing in her life. More or less. I saw her when she was, she was like one and a half or about a month or two. But uh, both of us, we know my wife had this problem. In the beginning, when she started reacting like this, actually not initially, not when she first came down, when she was fine. I'll, I'll explain that too. But when she first started being like this, to Ashley, I, I try to step in and stop it. When did, when did this start? Uh, when my mom started telling my wife that she was doing it wrong. She was raising Ashley wrong. 
my wife because you know it's your own daughter and then there's your mother-in-law telling you that you're not doing it right you're not doing it what you're supposed to do that's one thing and another thing is that you look at your own daughter and she's you got her she's four she can't she's not potty trained she doesn't know her last name she doesn't know if she's a boy or girl and the list goes on and on with these things and um, i mean she knows she's a boy or girl now because we taught her and we taught her her last name but initially when we got her she didn't and that combined with the fact that my mom keeps telling my wife you know she's doing it wrong and then we see how Ashley was actually raised. The combination of the two just, just made my wife really angry. And the more my wife sees Ashley being that way, you know, not be able to potty train and just get her angry. And I just, I tell my wife, just stop, you know, just let it be. This is the point where Zhao explains that his wife is not a bad person. The reason that his wife got aggressive with Ashley specifically is because Ashley was raised by his mother until she was four years old. After they got Ashley back, his mother started telling Ming Ming that she was raising Ashley wrong. He says that Ashley returned to them at age four without being potty trained, without knowing her last name, and not knowing whether she was a boy or a girl. That, coupled with the mother constantly telling her that she was raising Ashley wrong, just made Ming Ming angry. Every time Ashley would soil her diaper was a reminder of her mother-in-law criticizing her. The investigator asks why Ashley was raised by her grandparents in the first place. Well, why, uh, why did your, why did you give her to your mom anyway? She was my mom. She was. No, I mean, why didn't you raise Ashley yourself? Oh, uh, I was running a restaurant. I couldn't really take care of everything, so I. Naturally, I trust my mom, you know, to raise my daughter. What? And uh, initially, I told her to come down. I told her to bring it down, so bring Ashley down, so that I could see her. I could see her grow up, and I could build up a relationship with her. But my mom refused for so long. You know, she you know, kept telling her, telling her, kept calling her, and. You know, she gave it a try when Ashley was about one and a half. That's when I saw her one and a half, and then, you know, she said she could live with me. So that's when she took Ashley away, and that's when I saw her again at four. How long has she been down there since she was four? Five years. She's five now. She just turned five. So when, when did the abuse start with your wife and Ashley? About, about a little bit after a month after she arrived. In the beginning, it was not that bad. It was it was like discipline, you know, trying to correct her, you know, like you got a potty, the toilet, you know, stuff like that, minor stuff. And and the thing with Ashley was that uh, she, she still doesn't know to potty in the bathroom. So that really gets my wife going because we have her for a year now. She Zhao explains that they had too much going on with their restaurant and already caring for one child, so he figured that he could trust his mother. It doesn't seem to register with him that they just passed their child off to his parents as just another responsibility. 
I think it speaks very loudly to the lack of emotional attachment they have to the child. He goes on to explain that his mother never let him visit, and when they got Ashley back, she wasn't potty trained, and she still wasn't a year later. That seemed to still be the catalyst as to what set off Ming Ming the day she slammed her daughter's head into the floor. Both Ming Ming Chen and Liang Zhao were arrested and placed in jail. Both of them were charged with murder, two counts of endangering a child, tampering with evidence, obstruction of justice, and gross abuse of a corpse. Chen doesn't speak English fluently, so she has an interpreter who you can hear in the background. Um, you have been charged in the indictment with six counts, those being count one, murder, a violation or a special felony. Count two is endangering children, which is a felony of the second degree. Count three is also endangering children, a felony of the second degree. Count four is tampering with evidence, a felony of the third degree. Count five is obstructing justice, also a felony of the third degree. And count six is gross abuse of a corpse, which is a felony of the fifth degree. Ming Ming Chen eventually took a plea deal, which dropped her murder charge to involuntary manslaughter. She was sentenced to 22 years in prison, and since she is not a legal citizen of the United States, she will be deported back to China upon her release. I find it difficult to imagine the horror for your child, Ashley. Barely five years old. Barely five years old. The void of love. The complete absence of protection, the presence of such anger, the horror of being beaten by her own mother. And I use the word mother with great pain, I find, when talking to you. It's insulting to mothers who do what they are supposed to do for their children. No number of years is enough. A hundred years is not enough. Liang Zhao took a plea deal, and in return for testifying against his wife, the murder charge was dropped. He was sentenced to 12 years for the other charges. Their older daughter, Jojo, was placed into the custody of Stark County Department of Jobs and Family Services. She did not have any other family who could care for her, so she will remain in the custody of the state. She will be an adult by the time her mother is out of prison. Thank you for listening to Monsters. For more stories of the worst people on the planet, you can visit our blog at thisismonsters.com. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. 
so much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating, Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Serta, delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on, see certaireland.ie. No. Good boy. Keep your hat on, pet. Why? We're playing dinner at the North Pole, remember? So we need to wear our big warm coats inside. When it comes to food or heat, many families will face impossible choices this Christmas. Please support the St. Vincent de Paul Annual Appeal. Donate locally or at svp.ie. Thank you. Christmas is the season of giving, but it can be difficult to know who on your list wants what. Save yourself the guesswork by giving the gift of choice. Whether you're buying for the foodie, fashionista or home bird of the family, they'll love a Dunstores gift card. They can choose from everything we have in store and online, from fashion to homewares to groceries. It's the perfect choice to make this Christmas. Visit dunstores.com for details. Make Christmas for everyone. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.